Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, are my two little precious angels. Uh, We've got Josh. Greetings and salutations. And we've got Alex. Gobble, gobble, and hello. Gobble, hello. It is the... It's our first holiday uh, doing an episode together, so it's exciting. Our first holiday together. Our first holiday doing an episode together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had holidays together at other times. Probably more yeah, together than probably more together than this one, obviously, because everyone has to stay at home. But uh, fun week coming up. We got some Thanksgiving games, obviously, that happen every year, so it's not new. We're just talking about it now, which is new because we've never done it before. Um, but yeah, I guess to start, I have to ask you guys straight up. I'm just going to ask you guys both this: Are you guys Christmas guys? Or are you guys Thanksgiving guys? I like them all. I'm like our president. You don't have a preference. I love Christmas, but I also enjoy Thanksgiving quite a bit. Josh? Uh, I'm probably a... <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I'm probably more of a Christmas guy. Christmas um, guy? Christmas guy. Because you get presents at Christmas. That's true. You don't get shit. But Thanksgiving's good because it's like a tune-up for Christmas, you know? Yeah. So you, you don't get presents on Thanksgiving, but you also don't have to get presents for other people on Thanksgiving. So mm. it's a kind of a, a draw there, in my opinion. I think I'm a Thanksgiving guy, honestly. And there's no build-up to Thanksgiving the way there is to Christmas, which I like Christmas, but the build-up is annoying. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm obviously, I mean, I, I'm not doing anything this year family-wise for Thanksgiving except nothing. So I'll probably be sitting around drinking and watching football all day long uh, by myself alone in the dark. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any big plans? I like how I'm talking. You go like I don't know who you are. It's like outside of this, but I'm still gonna ask you. Any big plans? Any big I'll, plans? I'll be sitting, drinking, and watching football with my parents. It's parents, Joshy boy. What you got? I will also be sitting uh, and drinking um, in in between periods of light and darkness um, and watching football. Let me tell you something. I like that. The darkness is always better. It's just it's just a better. It day. is. Uh, so Love the dark. We're all looking forward to it. Uh, maybe next year we can be, you know, drinking, sitting in darkness, watching football with our families in the like the dining room near us uh, next year. So we have that to look forward to. But before we get into Thanksgiving games, let's talk about some games that happened last week. Uh, fantasy-wise, all three of us. One, all three of us are in the winner's circle. Again, I think this is the third week in a row. Um, mm-hmm. If not more, I know I've won five. You're on a yeah, five-game winning streak, John. I've won five in a row. You two have each won three. And also, do you guys think that this is a um, like a cause and effect thing? We're doing the podcast. This is the first year we've done it. And we're each one, two, and three right now in our fantasy league. The cream rises to the top. I mean, there, there has to, that's, that can't be a coincidence. Right, baby. That can't be a coincidence. Obviously, doing this has made us all superior uh, fantasy footballers. And hopefully, if anyone's been taking our advice, hopefully it's helped you out as well. But 
talking about some dudes who didn't do so well. I think we got to just start it off with last night's game because why not? Tom Brady versus Jared Goff. Uh, if you remember the last time they played, I'm pretty sure the last time they played was that boring, boring ass Super Bowl a few years back when it was like, I, I mean, I the think score that's was the so only low. time they played, right? Yeah, I think it, yeah, but yeah, what was the score? It was like 13 to nine or some shit. Yeah, it was um, like five. Yeah. To yeah, five to two. Um, last night's game had a little bit more scoring, um, but obviously kind of, you know, went away there at the end. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, third quarter, they didn't really do a whole hell of a lot, and Tom Brady looked like hot, wet garbage from pretty much the second quarter on. Um, Josh, I know he's your guy. I know these are your hmm. hot Super Super Bowl pick. Anytime Brady's played and played winning teams this year, and I think no, the primetime stats really bad. What do you think? Except for Green Bay, uh, he's just got some serious drop now. You guys all choppy? Sorry, you broke up there, Josh. Did John spike the connection? <laughs> Green Bay I think I did. I think I did. Honestly, I think. Uh, yeah, we got some. It went went like Terminator speed. But there sorry. Was your question just for me to opine upon Tom Brady? Yeah, the, I just want you to – I want you to, A, explain yourself. Well, first of all – And, B, where do you get off? Uh, well, uh, refuse to shake Jared Goff – Jared Goff's hand. Not a class move. That's not what I expect from Tom. Um, really? Uh, yeah. That's exactly, exactly what I, I – That's exactly what I expect from him. <laughs> Uh, hey, Tom's yeah. just preserving his precious proteins. He doesn't mm. want to give them more away. He's an older man now, you know? Mm. You give those away in an aftershave, that, that's a drive you can't lead in the playoffs. Exactly. Look, Think about that. I mean, uh, he's been very inconsistent throughout the year. I, I looked at his, like, projection for next week, and I'm always surprised. Like, well, he's projected for, like, 20-plus points. That's amazing. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of been the story of that team in its entirety is just very hot and cold um and uh it was not a great game for him he had a couple interceptions there one late in the game that probably cost them the game bad um, interceptions real yeah bad. yeah so he's his age is definitely showing and you know um despite you know, that often how good that offense is, it's really a product of the talent that they have the wide receiver, not so much Tom Brady. But yeah. I, I have mean, a question related to this. Yeah, with both of you. Okay, so it seems like definitely he's not I mean he's had some good games, but the the team is not they have a good record, but it's not really because of him. Uh do you think that it seems like he jumped ship on New England knowing that New England was going to be far worse than they were last year. And by the end of the year last year, they weren't even that – they weren't that solid compared to where they normally are. Do you think if he was still on New England, they would have a better record or worse record or the same? I honestly think it would be worse. I think, I, I think it would be a lot worse, yeah. I mean, I mean New England. Like, I mean New, what New England's record. Yeah, that's why I yeah. think they'd have a worse record with Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you look at – I mean, everyone's been saying – like, I mean, obviously, you know, pontificating and talking about sports is the same but it's true when you pressure tom brady that's it you know he can't if he has time to throw he will you know he'll shred you and like the numbers are there like he's had some he's had some good games he's had some bad games but in games where he's get you know consistently pressured um look at both new orleans games uh week one and then uh, back here a few weeks ago in week nine um 
week nine completed 57% of his passes. Uh, this week against the Rams yesterday, 54% of his passes. Uh, week one, 63. And that's where, the, that's where the turnovers are. Two interceptions week one, three interceptions week nine, two interceptions last night. Um, if he, and LA's if, got probably the best pass rush, I mean, in, in football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could argue yeah. that, that, they, that they do. I mean, with Aaron Donald and Fowler and, and all those dudes. But, and they also have great cover corners. I mean, you, you, so, I mean, you got Jamie. I mean, they made Russell Wilson look like shit last week. Yeah. yeah. And, but, I mean, it's, Russell Wilson has an ability to move you know, that yeah. Tom Brady doesn't. And even Tom Brady never really did, but now he's, you know, 50 years old. So, I mean, if he, if he can't just stand in and make throws, he's going to lose. But, I mean, you look at other games, like uh, like against the Raiders, and honestly, the Raiders' pass rush is improving. Um, but, you know, a few weeks ago, he picked them apart, 73, 73%, four touchdowns over 350. Uh, the Green Bay game, uh, they didn't have to throw a lot, you know, they were getting, but 63, 162, two touchdowns, uh, 10 incompletions. So, I mean, when he has time to throw, he can, he can destroy you. But if you, if you rush him, that's it. It's yeah. over. Um, so I, I do think the Patriots would have a worse record if Tom Brady was still their starting quarterback. A, because he's, you know, not that good anymore. And B, New England's a really bad team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They bad, boys. Um, yeah, on the other bad. side, on the other side, the Rams, you know, we talked about their running backs last week. Um, who do you start? Who do you not? Me and Alex were kind of on the side with, you know, Cam Akers kind of coming on. For us personally, it didn't make me feel confident starting Cam Akers. All it did was make me not want to start Darrell Henderson. What happened? Darrell Henderson carried the ball for eight times, which did lead the night, got five yards out of it. Um I believe he caught, yeah, two passes for four yards, but no one else really did anything either. Malcolm Brown, three carries for 20. Cam Akers, five for 15. Um, of course, Cam Akers did have that uh, touchdown catch. He had the one catch, though. One catch, four yards, and a touchdown. That's it. Last night, it was all passing. Robert Woods went off. Cooper Cup went off. They did this stat where it was like how many um, teammates have caught 10 balls in the game, and they're in very good company. Uh, which the fact that it never happened before with the Rams, they mentioned it never happened before with the Rams, which I was actually kind of shocked because I remember back, you know, in the, you know, the early 2000s with Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, you know, you'd imagine that there, there was had to have been a game in there when like Kurt Warner was throwing the ball that they each would have gotten 10 receptions in a game, but uh didn't happen. Last night was the first time Cooper Cup 11 for 145, Robert Woods 12 for 130. Um, Josh, Jared Goff moving forward. How confident are you feeling, Jared Goff, playing against a pretty solid Tampa defense? I, I'm, I'm feeling better than I, I would have at the beginning of the season. I'm trying to pull up their uh, schedule the rest of the uh, season here. Um, got There's... the 49ers, uh, Cardinals, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Um, yeah, I, I think you can start him pretty much in all of those game I mean he's startable in all of those games um and he's looked a lot better in the last couple games against the Seahawks and the Bucks um there's still I think a run first offense which has been a a difference from you know their Super Bowl year so he's not the Jared Goff that you had that year but um yeah I I'd start him over a guy like Carson Wentz or somebody yeah. um, if, if you're starting Carson Wentz at this point streaming you're in trouble. If you're streaming quarterbacks, yeah, I'd, I'd probably 
pick up Goff over Wentz or pretty yeah. much any other option that I can Plus think of. Everyone will say, you know, they're a run first team. Last night they tried to run the ball like two times, didn't go anywhere, and then it was just throw, throw, throw. Jared Goff threw 51 passes last night. Lots of short ones, but, I mean, you know, Cooper Cup, great after the run. Obviously, Robert Woods, great after the run. Huge and you have to wonder, though, how much of that is the fact that, you know, Tampa Bay has probably the best run defense in the league. Uh, Ronald Jones didn't do much. Neither did um, Leonard Fournette. So I wonder if how much of that is really scripted uh, and, and how much they'll go back to just running the ball going forward. But I still think either way you're, you're I think, a safe start at, at quarterback Jared Goff. You'd be with Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. I agree, actually. I think that's uh, that's accurate. So far, so accurate. Um, I'd like to bring something up, if I may. Uh, the floor is, uh, is yours. Do you have the floor? <clears throat> you, um, you know, sometimes we get things right on this show. Sometimes <laughs> we don't. John, who, would, who did you pick? Uh, who did you say to start at quarterback last week? Oh yeah, we're gonna throw this one at me. I so before I it's less about you and more about this awful, awful, awful team. I'm gonna preface this with I had Josh Allen on a bye, and up until the game started on Sunday, and I did say Matthew Stafford was my start of the week. Um, up until I was like I I picked up Derek Carr, I had him plugged in, I was waffling back and forth. Stafford was starting the thumb, you know, thing, but he was starting. And I didn't do it. I kept Derek Carr in, and I'm very, very happy about that. I didn't even listen to my own advice. But, Alex, I said Matthew Stafford in the start of the week, and that was wrong, wrong, wrong. Didn't Unbelievable. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he did. Yeah, hundred. he went over 100 yards at least, so there's that. But they couldn't do anything at all. Um, and, I mean, really, Carolina on the other end, you know, Look good offensively. You know, I had DJ Moore starting. DJ Moore with a backup quarterback. Yeah, and that's first game. Well, you know, PJ Walker, the you know the AFL or sorry XFL uh, stud, um, back in baby. He played pretty well. I forgot there was the XFL this year. God, that yeah, was like a, a million years ago. So PJ Walker, counting his starts in the XFL and now his first start in the NFL he is undefeated in his pro football career as a starting quarterback so yeah well he doesn't get to play the lions every week so that's true but alex what if he could that he'd probably have several more wins before he lost his first game in our next segment we're going to talk about how you can win your league if you hack the system hack the mainframe and get all of your players to play detroit every week uh, but before that, let's talk about some more gamos, boys. Alex, your picks. And refresh my memory. Um, I believe you got all of your all of your picks. Not your betting pick, but yeah, the log of the week didn't work. But the primetime picks in its debut went three and zero. Three and zero. Arizona or uh, Seattle beat Arizona. Kansas City beat Las Vegas and. L.A. beat New England – or not New England, uh, Tampa Bay last night. They were all very close, and probably yeah. all three games could have gone the other way. But I'll still take credit for it. Yeah, the Raiders game was actually – that was a good game, man. Like, Derek Carr yeah. played great. I'm going to be talking about Derek Carr later on. Um, obviously, I Patrick probably Mahomes. won this week because of Kelsey uh, coming on late. I mean, he had a great game, but he had that last touchdown. And yeah. I think that probably put me over the top. Yeah, that game winner at the end. But, I mean, yeah, up until he was already having a great game up to that point. Eight catches, yeah. 127 yards, did finish with a touchdown. Tyreek Hill went over 100. 
also a touchdown. But on the other end, you're talking about LA spreading it around. Kansas City just gives it to everybody. Yeah. And LA, LA, you know, Darren Waller, Josh, you had Darren Waller starting. Great start for him. 788 and a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar, another guy we'll be talking about a little later. Six catches, 88 and a touchdown. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, punched one in. Not the biggest game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two. Le'Veon Bell had one. You know, Le'Veon Bell there, you know, I guess. But didn't really take away from Edwards-Hilaire's usage a whole lot. You know, whenever you get two touchdowns, someone poaches a third. You can only complain so much. If it were me, I would still complain a whole lot. Um, Because that's just the type of guy I am. Uh, But, yeah, Derek Carr. I ended up throwing Derek Carr in at the last second. He played a great game. 23-31, 275, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, yeah, that was a solid game, honestly. I mean, Patrick Mahomes now, with the Packers' loss, do you think Patrick Mahomes is – I mean, he has to be he has to be the MVP candidate at this point, right? Everyone's been talking about it all year. It's got to be Mahomes. I'd say he's the front runner, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's either Mahomes or Rodgers in my, in my yeah. opinion. And, I mean, Rodgers goes – I mean, that, that's another game we can talk about here. That uh, – you know, watching them, you know, their offense played that great for a half and then just completely, you know, fall apart. You could make a case for Dalvin Cook in my mind. Oh, I think uh, there's MVP too. You could make a case for Alvin Kamara if you wanted to, but True. it'll probably go to a quarterback. Yeah, it's usually – it's going to go to a quarterback. I think Cook would have the edge over Kamara at this point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Rodgers is still in that mix. It's just they're – you know, the Packers' defense is just so, so bad. I watched the fourth quarter in overtime of that game, and was that the one where there was just where Indy kept getting like insane penalties that kept Green Bay in the game? Yeah, it was like four holding calls at the end of that game, and they were all legitimate. I mean, but still, I mean, at that point, that kept them in the game. Rodgers comes out, throws that bomb to uh, Valdez Scantling, gets them in field goal range. You know, you think if they score on that, obviously it's over, but they kick the field goal, go to overtime, get the ball, have an eight-yard gain. You're like, all right, we're in. And then immediately MVS fumbles happens, you know, whatever. Obviously their offense didn't lose them that game. Their defense put them in that position. Um, Packers game. And I know, I know, like I said, as a Packers fan, I maybe have more of a dog in this fight, but their defense is just, terrible you know they they have the pass rush they can't stop the run though they can't stop the run at all tons of talent is this more of a talent issue I mean I know they've had some injuries or I think in my opinion I think Mike Patton needs to get fired like immediately like this is two straight years of just terrible 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 run defense with really fun pass rushers and really fun defensive backs but the I mean the run defense is just garbage any thoughts on the job status of Mike Pettin? Uh, I mean, I would just say I, I agree with you. I mean, I, their defense, their run defense is really bad. And it's, you know, it's been a decade since they won that Super Bowl. And when McCarthy was the coach, they just kept constantly shooting themselves in the foot when they would play. And it seems like, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the guy there now is better at running that offense and making it more effective. But if you're just not paying attention to the defense at all, you're going to get to another playoff game or NFC title game and just get your ass run over. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that game just kind of went. You know, they were up 28-14 at half and then 17 unanswered 
in the back end. I mean, they just couldn't do anything because Indianapolis was on the field forever. Short little passes. I mean, they made Phillip Rivers look good, and he still has the weirdest throwing motion. I don't know if you guys watch him. Yeah, he, like, sidearms it. It's It's, crazy. It it angers me. But, honestly, Phillip Rivers is playing really well right now. And, I mean – from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, he's got the Titans this week, obviously a little bit tougher of a contest defensively, but, you know, I think he's worth a look, you know, starting. I mean, back, um, they, you know, they beat the Titans. When was that? That was only a few weeks ago. Um, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, they played the Titans two weeks ago on a Thursday night. He did throw for 300, a touchdown, and no interceptions. I mean, honestly, I think Phillip Rivers could be – you know, a solid starting candidate at this point. Um, but that game was a yeah, that game was a tough one. Um, another fun game. Um, for anyone who doesn't believe in global warming, all you need to do is watch a Cleveland Browns home game. This is like the third game now where it's been like awful, awful weather. Uh, more passing yards in this one than in the last couple. So that's something. They, you know, they were getting the ball out at least a little bit. Um, Nick Chubb, you know, had a big game. Miles Sanders is back. Uh, not the best game, but uh, Philadelphia playing on Monday night this week, dudes. Uh, probably a little bit tougher of a question. Is Carson Wentz the worst quarterback in football right now? Statistic- uh, statistically, ooh. statistically, We're, he is. Statistically, he's the he worst is. quarterback that's ever been considered a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. I would agree. I'll, I'll agree. I will agree with that statement. We still have yeah. Jake Edens in the league and um, and others. Uh, I mean, the stats are there. Like, uh, he's had the most fumbles of any player since he's been in the league by a pretty large margin. He's leading the league in interceptions. Do you think he's worse right now than Foles? Well, see, I think comparing him to Foles isn't really fair. I mean, Foles is – you know, I'm talking about like, so let me rephrase, I guess, franchise quarterback. Like, and I mean, the guy who was playing, he was playing against Baker Mayfield, who, you know, has been up and down. Neither of them played great. Obviously, that was a tough game weather-wise. But, I mean, he, he, I don't know. I think worst franchise quarterback, a guy that's considered a franchise quarterback. So, I mean, sure. I'm, not, I'm not talking Foles or, you know, um, uh, who else is – some you know kind of Andy Dalton or whatever I mean guys who you know everyone thought you know a few years ago Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate guys who are the starter you know you expect to start yeah the season. guys right. who you expect to okay. be on their team for a good long while like well at this point in time I, I can't really think of anyone else yeah it is this I mean he's he's this getting looks... the ball in the end zone like he's getting the ball in the end zone but like He's got a 6.7 average last week. Obviously, the weather was a factor in that. But, I mean, it's not much better throughout. You know, it's not, you know, it's not some, like, stat. I mean, he's completing, he's completing around, you know, what is he at? He's, like, at a 58% completion percentage. And, I mean, when you see, like, a good, you, you know, you expect, like, 65, 68 if not higher, um, 14 touchdowns, pairing that with 14 interceptions, which leads the league. Um, not great. Not great at all. Um, they do, I believe, still lead their division, though. I think they are still top in the division at 3, 6, and 1. 
Yeah, I was going to say who that division is so bad. Who is leading it right now? Um, well, the Giants were leading it now. Or well, they the on a buy? They it's were on the a buy. Yeah, the Eagles. I mean, the Cowboys won this week. So, I mean, it's got to be – they can only be up by a half a game at this point. Um, but, I mean, they, they lost to the Giants uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, lost to Cleveland. And Cleveland is, you know, kind of steadily. Yeah, they're they're still on top by a half a game against every team. Yeah, so all three other teams are three and seven. So I mean, I guess maybe he's not the worst franchise because he, you know, still could take this squad to the playoffs and then make some damage. But no, I mean, I, I drafted him as a fantasy backup this year. He was gone real quick. I think he's passed around some other teams. I believe he's on waivers now, and that's where he should that's where he should stay, in my opinion. But um yeah not great um and then on a more you know kind of crappier note uh cincinnati washington washington obviously gets the win uh joe burrow goes down torn acl torn or mcl um and other structural damage to the knee um you hate to see it but also the bengals kind of asked for it they you know have they didn't invest anything in offensive line. The team is just terrible. And now they're uh, just last night I was hearing that it's his 2021 season might be in question. Like he might, this might take so long that he can't even play next year. Yeah. When you're talking about like ACL, MCL and, and others, uh, that's not a good prospect for him, you know. And Andy was playing against Alex Smith. Uh, which is, you know, weird enough, who also had a, you know, uh-huh. devastating knee injury. Um, but now you got Ryan Finley. I know, Josh, you have a couple. You're, you're Bengal-centric. Obviously, you've got Joe yeah. Mixon. Joe Mixon, I think me and you both agree, Joe Mixon probably isn't going to play another game this season due to I don't injury. Think, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I luckily have Gio, and, you know, he's been okay. He hasn't had a, a couple great last two games, but – um, unfortunately, boy, in terms of wide receivers on that team, um, Tyler Board is startable, but he's no longer, um, he's currently wide receiver 14 in our league and half PPR, but that's going to fall off, I think, pretty yeah. rapidly here. So, yeah, Ryan Finley throwing on the ball, I'm not, I'm not loving. So, um, another thing from that game on the Bengals side, AJ Green caught his first touchdown pass in like, three years or whatever so nice to see some signs of life from aj green welcome back still love the dude great receiver um yeah the other side alex smith kind of did you know similar 17 25 166 obviously didn't throw the ball nearly as much this week um and also had antonio gibson on the ground 16 carries 94 yards and a touchdown um close to 100 actually he had eclipsed 100 he's on my team so i was watching he eclipsed 100 and then lost two yards then lost another four so finished 94, though, still a great game on 16 carries. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a big game also. Dude's a stud, dude's a stud, dude's a stud. If you don't have Terry McLaurin at this point, I think he's, uh, he's the type of guy that's a league winner. So DAS. If you're, uh, if you're still got, you're still got trades up and you're still in that plan, I think Terry McLaurin is a league winner. And another guy on that, J.D. McKissick, not the best game. Um, actually ran the ball more effectively than he did. Only caught three passes on four targets. So target share way down, but also they weren't throwing the ball as much, you know, they had the lead pretty much the entire game. So 
um, there's that. Any other games you boys want to talk about? Any other fun ones, interesting ones, things with weird stuff happening? Well, I want to talk about uh, the um, Saints game, um, Taysom Hill. Taysom, uh, Taysom, Taysom. Against the Falcons. Uh, scored two rushing touchdowns. Um, pretty much of a, a snoozer of a game. Um, but uh, really, the I think the story from it was how little out work Alvin Kamara got with Taysom Hill at at quarterback, which I think is going to continue for the next, I think at least two games. I, I think they projected Breeze back by, you know, missing three weeks, but with his injuries, that seems like a really fast timetable, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, That's true. You are not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that game was, you know, Taysom Hill kind of did his thing, ran the ball. I mean, he threw the ball pretty effectively um, and he got Michael Thomas, you know, Michael Thomas back, you know, Showing signs of life again, went over 100 yards on nine uh, catches, targeted him 12 times. So, obviously, you know, best receiver in the game. He knows where he's going. So, I mean, obviously, Taysom Hill knows where his bread's buttered. But uh, the one concerning thing for fantasy owners, especially this point of the season, Alvin Kamara only one target in the passing game. No catches on one target. So, you know, the longer Taysom Hill's in there, do you get worried? Also, you know, Alvin Kamara did have a touchdown run. But only 13 carries on the ground, too. Taysom Hill had 10, and Latavius Murray had 12. So he Do you only... have a theory as to why that happened, or do you think it was just the way that game went? <laughs> you know, I'm not – and like I said, I think theories at this point for Taysom Hill are kind of hard to do. I mean, obviously, he was looking at Michael Thomas. That was the guy. 12 targets, you're looking at him. But you'd think, you know, for a first, you know, first start, you're playing quarterback, you know, you're not – you know, on punt team and you're not lining up in the backfield, you're not lining up wide, you know, you safe bet, you know, you've got Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. You can run a lot of swing passes. You know, obviously I don't know if it was game script or whatever, but I mean, they ran the ball a lot, but it was spread out. But yeah, as far as why he didn't target Alvin Kamara more, I, I have no idea. To me, it's the complete opposite of what you'd expect, honestly, for a guy making his yeah. first start. But, but you don't know if there's any reason to believe that he will continue to just ignore Kamara. No, I don't. I mean, there's obviously no reason to believe Kamara's huge in the passing. He's, he's great in the passing game, just in the running game. But I mean, <clears throat> against a, a good matchup, I mean, you played the team that had Alvin Kamara. You know, he scored, you know, 10, I believe, against you. All, you know, the, the rushing touchdown, 45 on the ground, and that's it which 10 great. You know, you take 10 points from a running back, you know, it's, you know, obviously Alvin Kamara, you want, you want more, but you know, 10's 10 with him. You kind of, you know, you're kind of like, eh, you know, like where, where's the rest of this volume. And, you know, especially the fact that Latavius Murray was getting just as many targets or just as many carries as Kamara. Um, he outpaced him by one Kamara did, but I don't know. I, I don't think that there's anything that would stop that from happening, but obviously a good matchup against Atlanta, and just kind of underutilized. And like I said, they were, they were up pretty much the entire game. So game scripts there, you know, you don't want to get Kamara, Kamara hurt. So, I mean, Latavius Murray getting the ball makes sense, but you know, you're also running Taysom Hill who, you know, doesn't know how to slide. He's carrying it 10 times a game. So, I mean, I don't know if they care about anyone getting hurt or what, but um, yeah, I admit, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything, obviously if you have Kamara, you're starting them, you know, but if, you know, you get, couple three weeks of this then you know you got to start thinking it's like okay what's going on obviously they're changing things and 
when you're starting, yeah, I mean, you got a great receiver like Michael Thomas, hit him early and often, and that's what they did. So you know, it was just one thing that worked, and that was the game script. But, you know, um, other side. Well, I think Ryan, if anybody in our league is worried about it, they should just trade me Alvin Kamara. I think you should talk to Mar- I think you should talk yeah. to Marcy Marcy about that. I'm sure she'd be willing to deal. I, you know, I understand the fear, so I'll, I'll alleviate that for her. Feel the fear. It radiates through all of us. Um, on the other side of that one, Matt Ryan, not a great game. Um, there are some splits here uh, when he has Julio and when he doesn't. Julio also, you know, ended up, he caught one ball early, left the game for a good long while with a hamstring thing, which he's been dealing with for a while. Um, did come back in and made a big catch at the end on a fourth down conversion. And then that was it. Um, he was out. He's still a game time decision. But um, everyone also talking about when Julio Jones plays, Atlanta is a little bit more, you know, diverse. He opens things up for other people. When Julio Jones is out, they are not a good team. And uh, Matt Ryan next week, if, if Julio's not playing, I'm really debating starting Matt Ryan, honestly, uh, making some trades for some quarterbacks here late I think is uh, the way to go if you're in that situation or we've got some waivers coming up also for some QBs uh, speaking of waivers Joshy boy Josh yes can you go can you go grab the book of waivers for me please uh, yes let me dust this old book off for you are John this old tome <sighs> Uh, blow off the dust. I need a candle also. Alex, can you light me a candle? These old eyes don't see as well as they used to. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, guys, Here, Josh, here's your boy. candle. You want anything Thank else? You. Uh, could you get me a glass? Maybe probably. a cigar? Uh, not a cigar. Maybe just a, like a clove cigarette. I want... I, <clears throat> Who do you think I am? A man that's going to the store to get some cloves, baby. All right, I don't remember the last time I had a clove cigarette. Bye. Uh, when was the last time I had a clove cigarette? Oh, well, doesn't matter. Uh, Joshy boy, I know you've no, got I think some... we should really take some time on this. You want to think about it? Let's take some time and think about yeah. it. Also, panic room. What is it? No, we're not <laughs> doing that again. Um, Joshy boy, I know you've got some, some wavered boys. I'm just going to run over some here. Um, <clears throat> speaking of COVID, Adam Thielen has been added to the COVID reserve list. Um, he has not been ruled out, but... Gus Edwards uh, will be my waiver claim of the week uh, with uh, both J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both out. Both have tested positive for COVID. They ain't playing. So um, that's a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving, the late game against Pittsburgh. Uh, Gus Edwards would be the guy. Um, if you Yeah, I need a running back to pick up on waivers because all of my running backs other than my uh, RB1 are either COVID or just – completely ruined for the season so. yeah well well alex i'm gonna be honest with you waivers aren't waivers aren't so hot this week um gus edwards obviously no, they're not gus edwards is uh rostered in 14 percent of leagues um unfortunately our league is one of the 14 percent. so uh you're not getting him but um uh gus edwards would be my waiver claim of the week honestly it's still a tough you know tough figure um, for them, he's kind of the only running back they have that's ever carried, you know, had a carry in an NFL game. So you'd imagine he would get some carries. They're also playing Pittsburgh, which is the number two ranked run defense. Uh, tough game. Uh, so, I mean, if you need to start him, you know, you kind of have to. But um, And then my other guy will be um, Tony Pollard. 
um, obviously still playing second fiddle to Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott did, you know, finally break the hundred yard barrier this, this week. Um, so, you know, Pollard's there, but Pollard did rip off a 40 yard touchdown. You know, he's getting some carries, he's getting some play. Um, he is very touchdown dependent though, but I would go Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard. Josh, who you got? Uh, I got a couple names. Uh, I'll start out with uh, Jalen Ragor, uh, actually a guy I picked up a couple weeks ago after he got off IR. Um, but despite how bad Carson Wentz has been, um, I do like Rager going forward. Uh, I think he's got a couple good matchups over the next few games. And there's been injuries uh, in that wide receiver core that I think he's going to get his fair share of targets. Um, I like James White a lot. Uh, at New England. Um, I can't remember. Did Damian Harris get injured last game or? Um, no. No. Um, uh, Rex Burkhead towards ACL. Rex Burkhead. Yeah, I'm team. sorry. Yeah. Um, Burkhead being out, I think, opens things up for James White to get a few more targets. And um, he's always been the guy who, you know, if he gets uh, over a certain amount of, of looks, uh, he's going to be very fantasy relevant. So I like him um, over the next couple of weeks. And then um, uh, Robert Tanyan, uh, tight end, I like a lot. Um, he's might not be uh, on a lot of waivers uh, in a lot of leagues, but it seems to me that with Lazard, he had a really good game last game. Um, it seems like with Lazard in uh, back, he it actually opens things up for him a little bit more and so i like him going forward uh at tight end Uh, and i'm gonna echo your sentiments on tony pollard too um and add to that that um you know i think there'll be a point here where dallas gets out of the playoff running despite how bad that entire um, I don't know when that'll happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i think they're very much in the thick of of the season but i expect (laughs) it's going to happen and when it does uh, I think you're going to see Pollard getting, in fact, the lion's share of touches over Zeke to try to keep Zeke healthy, um, you know, for next season. But that's my guys. My awesome. Yeah, and just to follow up, Robert Tanya and his roster in 41% of leagues. So still available. Um, Alex, you got anyone? Or were you just listening in to see who you can poach? Well, I was looking at, um, what is it, White for New England? Because I have Rex Burkhead and... And uh, he just died. He, is, uh, he did. He passed. He's dead. He passed. Uh, so the only the only player looking at running backs who's jumping out to me uh, was White, and I I'm not going to say whether or not I put a claim on him because some of the other uh, vipers in our league might be listening to this. Um, but yeah, I don't, there's Pollard is the only other guy really that sticks out to me. Um, it's pretty thin. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Sony Michelle's there, but I mean, James White, I think is going to be the guy, obviously he ended up with, uh, I think in half point PPR, our scoring 10 points last and week. And it's just, this list is just all these guys on IR or just like out. Yeah. Um, You know, and another guy who's available, uh, who's only rostered in 13.2% of leads, that could be a viable option. Um, Everyone is thinking LaMichael Perrine for the Jets was going to kind of take over. He scored a touchdown early. He now has a high, he got a high ankle sprain in that game. So he is out. So Frank Gore is back to starters reps. So 
um, only owned in 13% of leagues. So, I mean, not, you know, you know, last week, you know, 15 carries, 61 yards and a touch, you know, not, not terrible, actually pretty solid start. Well, what do, what do you know about Gaskin? Because they said he could come out, he conceivably could come off the IR this week. Gaskin is, yeah, I mean, he could come off IR. That isn't really a, you know, that doesn't really mean that he will absolutely play. Essentially, he has to practice enough or, you know, come off IR soon enough so he can practice so they can get him in. So, because they have to, because he's not on the active roster, so they have to cut someone to put him back on the active roster. So, um, I'm not, not holding out hope for Gaskin starting this week. If you have him, I mean, obviously, you know, could be it could be by Friday that decision's made. So keep your eye on it, but because I know you have him on your team, but I'm not as confident with him coming in. I think Salvin. I'm not confident Selvin that he's Ahmed, this week, but yeah, know. I think I think another week but, is Salvin uh, Ahmed, and then even when he does come back, Salvin Ahmed has proven to be a pretty solid back. So I mean, I don't know what the splits are going to be, but you know, Gaskin did prove early in the season he's a great pass catching back, um, and really having a was having a great season before he went down, but. Um, yeah, I, am not, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, risky, risky bet there, but you never know. Alfred never Morris know. is still playing. Yeah. Alfred Morris got picked up by the giants, man. Yeah. Now he's played, crazy. he's played for every NFC East team except the Eagles, I believe. So Lamar next year. Miller's still playing. Yeah, and so next year he'll be there. Well, Lamar Miller got hurt last year. Cause remember Lamar Miller went to the Patriots and then tore his ACL in like training camp. Yeah. And the Bears signed him. I honestly think the Bears, you know, should play him. But obviously Montgomery coming back this week um, kind of puts a damper on that. Uh, yeah, yeah they just dropped him back down to the practice squad, mm-hmm. according to my sources. All right. Well, guys, for waivers, I think that that's, that closes the book. We're closing it. Uh, I'm going to feebly hand it back to Josh uh, to throw back on the bench. Or not the bench. What did I call it? A bench. It's a bookshelf. It's a book oh, bench. Wait. It's a book bench. Nope, that's uh, books. Hand me back the candle, down. please. Uh, I, I, I just blew the candle out. You son of a bitch. That's what I was going to do. Oh, I relight the candle and I gingerly hand it back to Alex. Oops, no, oops. you can't. It didn't work. It didn't light the candle. Oh, too bad. Too bad. I don't want to drop the candle. The and... bookshelf's on fire. Oh, oh my God. We Take all live in the same bench. One. It's one giant fantasy football house, which means it's in the shape of a football. And it's also fantastical. We each have our own room. Mine is near the laces, obviously. Um, but the bookshelf is Ooh, la la. Ooh, baby. There's, those are the window, windows are. Josh is in the butt of the football because he's the butt of the league. Um, but yeah, we're closing the book. Um, when we come back, um, we've got uh, some possible trades that you can do for some league winners here at the end. And then some fun Thanksgiving trivia as, long, or as well as uh, Alex's picks of the week. We will be back. The Final Fantasy Alrighty, we are back from a slight break <laughs> to give you guys some starts and some sits. Uh, Josh, I know you have some. I'll run through mine quick first, and then if you've got any to add, if you've got anyone I'm forgetting, um, throw them in. Throw them in, boy. Um, we'll start with our start of the week. Uh, start of the week's uh, start of the week 
weeks, starts of the week. That's the way to say it. Um, quarterback, I've got Barrett Carr this week uh, playing a porous Atlanta uh, secondary, uh, and he just had a had a you know, pretty solid day against uh, uh, Kansas City, completing 74%, 275, and three touchdowns. Derek Carr's my start of the week at quarterback. Uh, running back, I've got Salvin Ahmed, uh, Miami running back. Really good matchup with the Jets. Obviously, the Jets are a little more susceptible to the pass and the run, but I think that they're going to open them up. Um, he had last week 12 carries for 43 yards. Added five catches for 31. Obviously slower going against Denver. Um, I think he picks that up this week. My start of the week at wide receiver, Brandon Cooks uh, versus that terrible, terrible, terrible Detroit uh, secondary. Uh, last week he had four for 85. I think he's going to feast on Thanksgiving Day. Anyone? Mm. Do, anyone, uh, do, you guys, do you guys understand why I said that? Because you eat food on Thanksgiving, and I think he's going to feast upon the uh, Detroit Lions secondary. Um, famous, famous thing you do on Thanksgiving. Ew. Um, and my tight end start of the week is uh, Hunter Henry. Him and Justin Herbert are just getting better and better and better. Um, I think that continues this week with a really good matchup. That rolls me into my city boys. Uh, sit of the week at quarterback, I've got Matt Ryan. Um, playing a, a really good Vegas defense. Like I said earlier, their pass rush is getting better with each week. Obviously, you know, they gave up some points to the Chiefs. Everybody gives up points to the Chiefs. Um, and like I said earlier, Julio Jones is out. I think Matt Ryan is an absolute sit this week. Um, sit of the week at running back. Um, I'm actually going with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, both Arizona backs. Don't like the matchup and, uh, you know, not really liking the, the carries. I know they both scored last week. Um, I don't see that happening this week. My sit of the week at wide receiver is Tyler Boyd. Uh, Tyler Boyd quietly having a very, very good season. Mind you, that was with Joe Burrow uh, behind center with Ryan Finley. I think it's going to be a lot harder going for the entire Bengals receiving core, but obviously Tyler Boyd had become kind of a, a week-in, week-out start. I think that falls off this, uh, this week. And my sit of the week at tight end, your boy, the guy Josh traded, long hair, beautiful, beautiful man, Hayden Hurst. Uh, last week threw up uh, goose egg, uh, no catches, no yards. Um, not liking him in a tough matchup against the Raiders this week. That are my starts and sits. And I know I said that are. I that they to are. Say it. I meant to say that. That was not me making words go where words don't go. Like I do sometimes. Uh, Josh, anyone you want to add? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of names at running back. Um, my start uh, of the week would be um, uh, where is his name? DeAndre Swift um, against Houston. Um, he's had a couple really good games, and I think he's shown himself to uh, be worthy of getting you know the lion's share of uh, touches in that backfield. The uh, what so share? The lion's share, because he's a Detroit lion. You see. Um, so I really like him in this matchup. Uh, my sit of the week is, uh, Melvin Gordon three. Um, <laughs> the third one, two, three. Um, he has not looked great, uh, throughout the season. That offense is just not very good. And he's going up against New Orleans, um, defense, which is, I think, either one or two, uh, this year in, in stopping the run. So yeah, I do not like him. Uh, this week um, at running back. Uh, wide receiver, um, 
a start of the week for me would be uh, Justin Jefferson, especially now this is kind of a contingent start of the week. If Adam Thielen, he's currently on the COVID IR protocol. Um, and if he has to sit out this week, uh, I really like Justin Jefferson to feast, uh, this week against Carolina, um, sit of the week. Um, I'm going to say Chris Godwin against Tampa Bay. Um, I just think their secondary and Tampa Bay is, is pretty good and they're good at, I think, locating their best, uh, against Kansas like, city, Kansas right? city. Yeah. 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 They're, they're. I expect better from, I mean, Josh, I brought you on here and you are just, you're really missing the, missing it tonight. We need to have some serious talks about, about our, right. our relationship. Josh, I think people. you're doing great. Thank, thank you. Um, but I think kind of the key that the teams have figured out is that if you can shut down Chris Godwin, that offense is, is not as potent um, as it can be. So I think Casey, I, they've got a really good defense. And I think they're going to, do that same approach and just lock him down. Um, other wide receivers in that offense, I'd be, you know, starting this week, but I, I just don't like Chris Godwin this, this week. So. All right. right on. Got? Well, guys, um, as we all know, we do our playoffs a little bit differently and, you know, mostly set them up, you know, however they see fit. A lot of we do two week playoff games. Uh, we used to do that. We no longer do. We do one week. Um, some people have playoffs starting uh, week, uh, week 14. Um, so playoffs are coming up for everyone. Um, so this next section, um, we're going to talk about some players at, uh, at the top three positions, uh, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. Guys to trade for, league winners. Guys who you want to trade for now before your trade deadline um, that have great matchups. And I'm going to start with quarterback. And... I'm starting with Lamar Jackson. It's been kind of slow going for Jackson. Um, obviously, this week, not the best matchup against Pittsburgh. But week 13 through 16, he gets the Cowboys, Browns, Jaguars, and Giants. Um, I think it's, a, it's by low time. You know, if he, especially if he has like a subpar game against Pittsburgh, I think you could get him for, for peanuts at this point um, after that. Um, running back, uh, guy who's been up and down all season. I know in our league, I, he's at least been on two teams, maybe three. So he's been traded around quite a bit. David Montgomery for the Chicago bears. Um, you know, it, it, up and down with how they move the ball. Obviously don't know who's going to start at quarterback. Uh, I think they're still assessing Foles and Trubisky both have injuries. Um, but Weeks 12 through 16, starting this week, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who gets starters reps with a better uh, schedule than David Montgomery. He gets uh, the Packers, the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jags in that time. Um, and I think he can definitely add to a championship team. I think this, is a, this could be a guy to come in late, uh, all based on matchup, and, and kind of take you to the playoffs and maybe even win your league. And, you know, another guy – that I also really like, you know, Allen Robinson for the Chicago bears. Um, the thing is their offense isn't that great, but they still throw the ball a ton. Um, if they had a better quarterback, Robinson would easily be, I think a top five receiver. Um, but he also has some great matchups, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars. Um, they aren't really the scariest matchups, you know, they, they aren't, you know, terrifying, you know, but obviously there's some, you know, 
there's some downside there with him too, um, with some possibilities of, you know, them just not having anyone throw the ball. But I do like him a lot. Obviously, he's an incredibly talented player. I'd really like to see him uh, play for the Packers next year. Um, but yeah, those are some guys that I think you should trade for to buy now and help you win your championship. Boys. Uh, moving on, we'll kind of do that throughout the rest of the season. Like I said, we're getting close the next couple of weeks, and then we're in playoff time for some people. Obviously, our playoffs start uh, week 16. Um, we go all the way through. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have playoffs starting next week. So next couple of weeks, we'll do that every week and kind of uh, throw out some names. The Bears picks are interesting because you do need to, if you're going to be in the playoffs, you got to look at teams that are still going to be playing mm-hmm. and not sitting there, guys, living yep. a year. That's absolutely true. I know has bitten me in the ass before in the playoffs. Yep, that is absolutely true. And I mean, you also got to look at some guys, another guy, and not to go back into it, but Jamal Williams for, for Green Bay. Um, uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, if Jamal Williams is available, I mean, he might be available, you know, in your waiver wire. I doubt it. But I mean, if he is pick him up, um, Aaron Jones, obviously not, you know, he had some, has some injury issues. Um, if he were to miss any time. And also if the Packers, you know, have a playoff spot or, I mean, they, you know, they're still right in there for that number one seed. If they have that locked up, you know, you imagine Aaron Jones sits. So Jamal Williams could be a very, uh, uh, a very good player to have for those last couple weeks uh, to get you through. Um, but moving on, um, we're kind of shortening this episode. So Alex, you're up. Alex's picks. Alex's picks. Prime time, baby. All right. We will start. You want to start with the prime time picks? Start with the That's prime time fine. picks. I'm not going to pick uh, the two early Thanksgiving games. I will say as a bitter Lions fan, the one enjoyable thing about being a Lions fan is the Thanksgiving game. And so while it's not an official pick, uh, I hope the Lions can win. Although if they lose, hopefully they can just get one step closer to firing Matt Patricia. Uh, my primetime picks are, I think on Thanksgiving night, I think Baltimore is going to beat Pittsburgh. That's the big upset call that I will give. Um, but yeah, I think they're, I think, Pittsburgh is, you know, they're bound to lose one, and Baltimore's been on a little bit of a down slope, but I, I – you know what? I don't have to explain myself. Baltimore's going to win. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bay is going to win on Sunday night, and then um, Seattle's going to win on Monday. Mm. I'd like to pick Philly to be fun, but I've picked them several times this year, and they've always not come through. So, fuck it. Seattle – it's the obvious pick, but that's who I'm getting on Monday. My lock of the week will be in a reverse from last week. Arizona at negative two and a, at minus two and a half. Negative two and a half. Minus two and a half on the road in Foxborough against the Patriots. I would take Arizona minus two and a half. So there you go. Those are the picks, boys. Alex's picks. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Speaking of Thanksgiving, Google uh, gobble. Google gobble. Uh, we're going to have some longer funsies tonight. It's Thanksgiving. It's our first episode uh, during a major holiday, not counting Halloween, which we should have gotten spookier with, but we can do that next year. Um, so I've got some uh, Turkey Day game questions, some trivia. Um, just going to kind of go back and forth. Um, I believe I have enough here to where I can suss out a winner. Um, if you can't answer it, 
the other person might. So Josh, prepare to lose again, I imagine. That's um, probably, this, this is usually how it goes, so yes. Are you guys, are Josh, you guys both believe ready? In yourself. Are you guys both ready? Thanks. Do you, do you have your hands on the buzzer? I, I accept the challenge. All right, hands are on buzzers. Are we ready? We well, are. is there a buzzing component or are you just uh, are you buzzing in or are you picking it. us? There is a constant, there's a constant buzz in my head and the pitches <laughs> go up and down. So when one of you makes a facial expression, I'll just assume. You might want to get that. that. Are we doing like a raising hands thing or are you just giving us the questions individually? I, I'm just giving you the questions individually. Um, <clears throat> the buzzing will go away maybe, I don't know, maybe when I'm dead. Um, so we'll start off. Uh, we'll start off with Josh. I did a coin flip before we came back in my head once again. Well, it wasn't in my head. I <laughs> I did an actual coin flip. I just chose uh, which one of you guys. Uh, Josh was heads. Alex was tails. It landed on heads. So Josh will go first. Um, remember, Josh, if you can't answer the question, Alex will get a turn. Um, Josh, which team has played the most Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games? Uh, I'd have to guess Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer, yes. <laughs> you are incorrect. Alex, for the steal. Damn. The Lions. It is the Detroit Lions, Josh. Wow. wow. You're a good thing. Why are the pretty ones always so dumb? I don't know. <laughs> the Lions thing, the Cowboys ripped it off. All right, Alex. Is that, question. Okay, I didn't know that. Alex, second question to you. What team has the most wins? On Thanksgiving, not the Lions. The Lions. You are correct. It is the Lions. Bitch. Boo. And Josh, coming right back at you. What team has the most losses on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I think I know this uh, one. I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. You are correct. It is the Detroit Lions. They have a record of 37 and 40 on Thanksgiving. Uh, Alex. Keeping uh, with that trend, we've got a couple different questions. These ones are, we'll start off with some of the easy ones. Alex, what's the team with the second most wins on Thanksgiving? The Cowboys? You are correct. It is the Dallas Cowboys with 30. Josh, what team has the second most losses? Um, I'm going to say uh, the Washington Bleepskins. You are incorrect, Alex, for the steal. The Cowboys. Incorrect. Uh, you know what? That one's a wash. The team with the second most losses on Thanksgiving with 20 are the Green Bay Packers. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, these ones are going to get a little more challenging. We've got three questions left. In 1976 versus the Detroit Lions. Shh, 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 shh. In 1976 versus the Detroit Lions. This man ran for the most rushing yards on a Thanksgiving Day game. The amount was 273 yards. Who is that man? Who are you asking? I'm asking Alex. 1976 against the Lions. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. 273 yards. yards. Uh, I I will give you a hint. It's not someone you would expect. Okay. So it's as not, in, as in, it's not a team that you would normally associate playing on Thanksgiving. Sure. So it's not like I mean, I don't even know if he was playing time. But it's not Walter Payton. Hmm. Um. Uh, uh. 
why can't I think of the fucking name? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. OJ Simpson. You are correct. It was OJ Simpson. Oh! <laughs> wow. I didn't think you'd get that one. All right. I didn't Josh. think he was still playing in 76. Was he, for the, was he playing for the Niners? Yeah, he would have been yeah. playing in 76. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh. You get yeah. another. This is another toughie. Oh, boy. <clears throat> now, the Dallas Cowboys have won both the Thanksgiving Day game and the Super Bowl three times. Only one other team has done it. Who is that team? Um, One one on Thanksgiving and went on to win the Super Bowl. I'll say the Green Bay Packers. Incorrect, Alex. Is it the New England Patriots? Incorrect. It is the Miami Dolphins in 1973. Oh, okay. I couldn't give you the year because you'd get it too easily. All right, guys. One last question. Josh, I'm going to give this one to you to start just because there's no way you can surpass Alex now with a four-to-one deficit. Thank you. Yes. And and I'm going to make this one a two-part question, which means even if you get both of them right, you still can't win. Okay? (laughs) Let's Let's have some fun with it. Who has the most passing yards all time on Thanksgiving Day? And second question, who did he surpass? Uh, so your, your question is single game. Nope. Thanksgiving. No. Nope. Just My question oh. is, over the course of this man's career, he has the most passing yards on Thanksgiving. Uh, so that should, I'll, that I'll narrows say, it down. I'll say uh, Troy Aikman. That is incorrect. Alex, for the steal. Uh, this could be wrong too. Is it Romo over Aikman? Uh, yes and no. So, so Romo has the record. So yes. no, Romo, Romo does not have the record. He had the record until 2017 until this man surpassed him. Oh, Stafford. It is Matt Stafford. Matthew Ugh. Stafford. He's the king of racking up uh, big numbers and you would never expect it watching it. Well, yeah, because you remember, like, early in his career, he was throwing for 4,000. Because they lose all the time. Yeah, he was throwing for, like, 4,000, like, every year, you know, there for a while. He'd throw up, especially when he had, like, Megatron. I mean, it was pretty easy for him to throw up some 400-yard games. But, yeah, Tony Romo had the record until 2017 when Matt Stafford broke that record. So some, some fun Thanksgiving Day triv. Obviously, you know, not a lot as much uh, Green Bay as I thought there'd be. I figured that, you know, they've played a few, few games on Thanksgiving, but I knew Detroit was going to be, that's why my favorite one was the most wins, most losses. <laughs> I was wondering who you <laughs> uh, So, I mean, it, it, they're almost 500, I mean, on Thanksgiving. They, obviously, they've lost more than they've won. Uh, well, they used to be, they used to win, it used to be more expected that they would win. It's just that in the last 15 years, they've been so bad that... Yeah. That records dipped well guys uh that does it for my funsies do you guys have anything else do you guys have anything else you want to go out on have a good holiday weekend everybody yeah mm-hmm. happy Enjoy thanksgiving, thanksgiving everyone uh like i said uh i am not doing anything with family we're all staying apart so i'll just be drinking whiskey and uh tweeting about some games um so we'll do some starts and sits beforehand had a really good uh Really good reaction to it this Sunday was really fun. Got to mix it up with a with a bunch of people. Um, asking for some starts assists, starting to get some traction. 
Um, so that's been super fun. Um, so we'll be doing that again here Sunday afternoon uh, before the, uh, the Lions game, uh, which I believe is the first game. Yeah, Detroit-Houston, uh, then uh, Dallas-Washington, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Um, obviously, if you need anyone to tell you to start, um, you know, like Deshaun Watson or, you know, uh, 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 that uh, running back for Detroit who missed last week in his name, DeAndre Swift. Taylor Swift. Just Taylor. start him. Just start him, but uh, we'll still have some fun with it on uh, on Twitter at the FF. You don't want to tell people to start Matthew Stafford again? Uh, you know what? I'm not. And now he'll go off. He'll throw for like 500 yards and four touchdowns. And they'll win the Super Bowl. Um no, this Thanksgiving Day game, I think, is going to be just enough for Matt Patricia to really foresee, get his vision, you know, set. I think, you know, he's this will be the game. This is the one that does it, Alex. You're never – Matt Patricia is going to be your coach for a long, long time. Mark my words. He always puts a pencil behind his ear because he's smart. That's how you exactly. know. You know, because – Notes. Because mm-hmm, he's – you know, he doesn't like to do it with pen because, you know, when you do it with pen, you can't erase it, you know. You can't, you can't fix it. You can't fix that. Nope. Um, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, at the end, we always like to thank Gunter Volker from Jack Hotel for the incredible theme song. Um, uh, you can follow us at the FF cast on Twitter. Um, you can also follow Josh uh, to work and home. To the store. <laughs> to his car. If you like, uh, you can follow Alex to the bathroom or the kitchen. Um, and you can follow me to where my cat sleeps and then my bed. And follow John to hell. Straight to hell. You can take my picks and send them straight to hell. Uh, but yeah, I uh, hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy it and keep on fantasying. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.